Welcome to Charmaine Wilson, the Australian Medium Podcast. Good morning and welcome to my podcast where we discuss everything about love, loss, life and the afterlife and today's Mediumship Monday. Now what that means is that on Mondays I'm going to be talking about how I work my gift. I'm going to be talking about some of my favourite readings, how they eventuated because they're wonderful stories guys and I'm going to um, possibly give some, you know, for, for, for budding mediums they may want to tune into this session because I will be talking a lot about the frustrations I have felt being a medium, how I overcame them and stuff like that. So if you're not interested in being a medium, this actually I'm going to be doing a little bit of everything on Mediumship Mondays. It's all about mediumship. That's what it's that's why I'm calling it Mediumship Mondays. So today I want to talk about, um, because a lot of people do not know how a medium actually works. How we work is that um, for whatever reason, we have been given this gift and it's a gift, but I want to really point out that it is, people always say that there's this saying or that a lot of, some people say it's a gift, you got it for free, it should be free. No, it wasn't free and nor was it easy to hone this gift I just want you all to know that um I and I and and on top of that I want to say people who sing have a gift yet I'm pretty sure people were paying $300 plus to see Ed Sheeran in a stadium the other night so please don't tell me or please don't let people tell you that it's a gift to you it must be free because this gift needs work you have to work hard to get your name out, you have to be prepared to take risks. You can't just expect to, um, okay, well, I heard a voice and expect, okay, now I'm a medium. Oh, no, there's a lot of trial and error about this. I am always offended when someone says that because, yeah, I, I have been endowed with a special um, ability. But like a singer, I had to work my ass off to not only hone my gift but to also get the word out about my gift. I re clearly remember once I was in the supermarket and I had started to get a little bit of a success with my mediumship. It was very early days. I mean, I started reading in 2002 uh, on a professional level. Um, but And this might have been in 2003, but I, I had already started to get a little bit of attention. And this woman turned around to me and she says, I have a gift too. She said, but, you know, I'm just waiting for my guides to make it happen. And I just said to her, I looked her dead straight in the eye. I said, your guides can't put an ad in the newspaper, though, can they? And she says, no, they will send the people to me. You see, this is a lot of attitude sometimes in the spiritual community is that, you, you know, you've got to get off your butt and work. When I became a medium, you did not have um, all the social media and everything. Now, I think I've already talked about that, so I'm not going to bore you with that unless you want to be. But I do really, really, really want to talk about um, how I work, okay? And I, and I want to remind you that this has taken years of dedication. I am now being a working medium for 21 years and my gift has changed and evolved over the years how I communicate has changed and evolved over the years. And I feel that um, any medium out there, um, just, just be aware of that. Uh, and the reason that it changes and evolves is because as you do more mediumship, you change and you evolve. 
when you become more and more confronted with people's really dead hard grief, when people have just had faced the unacceptable, you do change inside. It makes you so much more aware. Um, I think that the main objective for any medium should be to help people through the healing process of grief, not to be how good you are or anything like that, but to help people understand that, um, that you know, grief doesn't have to be forever. But you guys know I'm like, you know, God, you, you all know I'm about moving people through grief. I don't have to go on about that. So when I, so I can see <clears throat> here, feel the spirits and occasionally Depending on the spirit, I will smell something and be able to describe that to the client or in the audience. So when I'm, I'm going to start with clear audience. That's what hearing is. Hearing is clear audience. When I first started um, hearing the spirits, it was very loud and very strong. It was terribly loud and terribly strong. It was consistent um, and it was 24-7, but I wasn't well back then. Now, I've told you guys before I did have addiction problems and that this came on through that. I will cover that one day. I'm not ready to cover that yet, okay? If you want to read about it, it's in my book, Spirit Whispers. But for now, I just want to say that I came from a dark place and after a nervous breakdown, and that is how I became a medium. Um, on hindsight, when I look back, I can clearly see my 20s where I was. So the clear audience when I first started was massive. I could hear a lot of spirits. It was crazy. I Honestly, it was driving me insane. When I finally understood that I was a medium, and that took a little bit of time, it wasn't until 2002 that I finally understood I was a medium. I had, at that point, been hearing voices for almost three years. So you can imagine the madness that was going on there because they never shut up. I've got to tell you, they never shut up. So I am very clairaudient. I, I have this ability to hear them. Some of the things that would happen as I were getting closer, I would get a very high-pitched ringing in my ears. Um, and and not and a lot of people said, oh, it was tinnitus, but no. It's, it's, it, it only ever came when um, a spirit was coming, you know, at the beginning. I, I still get it now. I just ignore it now. I don't, I don't hear it anymore. But um, when I'm about to do a show, um, my, my, the ringing in my ears is so intense that my husband hears it because the spirits seem to be getting closer. Now, I want to make a disclaimer there because I don't have tinnitus. I got checked for it, okay? What I hear is definitely the spirits getting closer, okay? My husband hears it. I hear it. Um, <clears throat> it's just one of those things as they get closer. Um, I have always been very sensitive to spirit, okay, um, since I began. So when I, um, when I started to develop as a medium, the first thing they actually taught me was to stop listening, because I was so good at damn clairvoyance and I was so, hear them so clearly that it was starting to interfere with my day-to-day -day life. Like um, my kids would say, mum, you're talking to them again, you're talking to them again, because I'd be listening to them and they'd be saying something and then I'd be talking back to them in my mind, but my lips would move. I didn't know that. That was a type of weird thing to do, wasn't it? But that was me, yeah, a little bit old. Oh, Jennifer Love, you were on Ghost Whisperer talking to the air. How embarrassing. Anyway. I'm glad I got out of that little habit. Anyhow, um, so so the clear audience was very intense. So they actually had to teach me to stop listening. Um, and how they did that was they would just basically, we would have lessons and they say, now stop listening. And I would actively try and get my attention on something else so I would not hear them. Now, then they wanted me to define um, listening. So then there was a, a period that I went through with my guides that we had to define the hearing 
Because one of the hardest things to get as a medium, and everyone's going to tell you this, and if you say, oh, no, names are easy, it means you're not doing it properly or you're yelling out names and someone's claiming the reading, okay? <clears throat> that is not on for me, okay? Um, that type of reading style, it, I, I, I don't. Like, okay, for you guys who have not seen me do a show, when I do a show, I go directly to the person I know is going to read. The spirit calls me to their person and I go directly to them. I don't yell out a whole lot of stuff. I have a John here who died of cancer. I don't do that. That's not me. That Anyone could have someone called John who died of cancer. I don't do that. So when I get names, I'm already on to the spirit, okay? I'm already at the person and the names are coming. And this is where the training, the next lot of training came with my guides because you have to understand is it my mind thinking the names or is it the spirit? So um, this is an exercise. I feel that I should do more, but I don't because I'm a little bit lazy. But I should do it more because it would make me fine tune it. So how my guides taught me to hear for the name, it's basically there's a sweet spot in your clear audience. Now, when I listen to music, right, so how they trained me was that they would get me to listen to music. And in my case, it was, um, I, I, I love Led Zeppelin, you know, I'm a bit of a type of girl like that. But Led Zeppelin has the most interesting music combinations in my, one of my opinions. I love all music, but Led Zeppelin was a choice at this time. And what they were getting me to do was listen for the bass only and to only focus on the bass, ignore all other instruments and vocals. That's bloody hard to do, I can tell you that. But it is a way to control your clear audience so you can feel the sweet spot, okay? So clear audience is tricky. The, the, the weird thing is my clear audience only annoys me when I am trying to find a name. It bugs the – oh, it does – I just feel like a reading's incomplete if I don't give the name. But, but, but I know that sometimes I don't. And, and I just sometimes I think, oh, gosh, you know, I don't want to give you the whole friggin' you know, every name in the book because sometimes I'm not listening to my sweet spot. Um, that is the thing about being a medium as well, guys, you know, and if you are a medium out there and you're listening to this for some hints and tips, you are going to have days where your clear audience is just not going to work. It's just going to be a pain in the butt. But what you will find is that your clairvoyance or your clairsentience may pick up to be extremely amazing to you know to make up to make up for that okay um your guides are not going to let you down you've got to understand that your guides are always going to come through with it but the truth of the matter is is that sometimes one of your skills may be down and for me it's sometimes it's actually clairsentience that goes down that always surprised me because i'm very 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 empathetic and very clairsentience but sometimes it's clairaudience okay so with the clairaudience okay so when i hear uh, I, I do struggle sometimes when I get names. It's only because I really want to get them absolutely perfect. But it, it, it is often easier just to go for the same, the, the sound of a name, such as, you know, you might get Mary um, in your head, but it could actually be Marie or you got you might get the Mar and it's like Margaret or Mark. Um, it's because I, I'll explain how this happens so you, you understand it. What what happens and how, why it's hard to hear. So this is for guys who are learning. I know this might bore other people. Why it is hard to hear sometimes is because sp spirits are working at an acceleration rate uh, that we can only just imagine, right? Now, this is how I, I this is how I like to 
um, give you a visual of this. Okay, just say you were on a motorbike and a, and the spirit was on the motorbike and the spirit is going around and around a race circuit. Now, the, the trouble is the spirit is on a Kawasaki 1100, which is a crotch rocket, which goes really, really fast for those of you who don't know, okay? Maybe not the fastest bike for you bloody bike enthusiasts out there, but a fast bike. However, me as a medium, I'm on the 250, I'm on the like, I'm on the posty bike and I'm trying to keep up with this spirit, right? Because the spirit's going past me. I want you to get the picture in your head. Me on my little two, on my little posty bike, spirit on the crotch rocket, and he's going past me going, I'm saying, what's your name? He's going, young. Was that John or was that James? Jim. And so this is what you guys are hearing when you hear names, okay? When spirits go home, they don't always associate. It's, it's, it's one of the hardest things to do, um, in my opinion. I don't know. Other people may think it isn't, but I think it is. But I get it a lot and I get it well. And the, the, if you are – now, the other way that you hear clairaudience is – and now, this is a really weird way. And for those of you who are not meeting him, you're going to think this is strange and weird. But it's almost like – you and the spirit meld and you get a sense through the clairaudience, clairvoyance and clairsentience. And when I'm doing a reading, the clairaudience comes in and I can clearly feel and hear. It's not so much as hearing, it's clearly feeling hearing, okay? I know that sounds weird. And through that, I can get a full grip of their personality, the way that they were um, and if my clear audience is a million percent that day, I'll get the sayings that they used to say. Like, for instance, I did a show yesterday um, and I think it was a dad coming through. I think it was a dad. Don't quote me there. But anyway, I said, oh, he wants to say hello to his two kids. I said, they are the sunshine of his life. Now, I never say that. I'm not gooey like that. You know what I mean? And um, the woman basically burst into tears and she said, well, have you always called my daughter sunshine? She said, things like that. The more you can relax when you're doing a reading, the easier the um, the clear audience is going to be, guys. I just want you to know that. Um, so you know, when, when your type is stressing out and trying really, really hard to get something, it's probably going to bugger up on you. Um, but if you just relax, okay, and it, and it might just come to you. So this is for the guys who are learning, okay. For everybody else, I know you're going to ask this question. So when I'm out, do I hear spirits all the time? Do they always come running up and bugger me? No, they don't. Um, there is a mutual respect that a medium um, and spirits do actually have with each other. It, it's almost like they know when I'm ready to read and they will um, they, they won't bug me at you know any public places or anything like that. I won't start hearing, oh, that's my mum Mary over there or anything like that. Thank goodness. In the early days, I did let that slip a little bit, I've got to admit, but Anyway, so clear audience. Now, I'm just going to rush over them really quickly today and we will focus more on them. I probably focus too long on clear audience. The next one is clairvoyance and that is, as it says, it's clear seeing is what clairvoyance is. With clairvoyance, I, I tend to see things um, like a movie screen going past. Quite often they will use the stage if I'm doing stage work or they will use a wall, <clears throat> excuse me, if I'm at home. Um, and I can just – for me, I just – it's like I use the wall for a focus – um, you quite often when you see mediums, they may not look directly at you when you're doing reading. Some mediums scribble, some mediums um, look away. I tend to look at a wall or the floor. 
Uh, the reason being in is because I can get my focus and not be distracted by the client and anything the client, because, you know, um, you don't want to be reading the client's face or anything like that either. So you just, for me to get my focus, I do look away. Okay, that, that's what I do. So just as long as you understand that. So with clairvoyance, it's really interesting, really. It's so interesting, um, clairvoyance. I have to say to you that you see so many crazy little things that you think, what the hell was that? And so, you know, I have learned a long time ago, I just open my mouth and say exactly what I am seeing because I try not to make sense of it because sometimes it's just some crazy, crazy little thing that only the spirit and the client knows. So that is clairvoyance, okay? And again, I will go more in depth with these later on and how to strengthen that one. I've gone a little bit too much with clair um, sentience audience already. The third one I use mainly is clair sentience, and that means to feel. And that one I'm really in tune with. I really can feel the energy of your spirits when they come for a reading. It's almost like uh, it, it's like they they take off their comfortable. Um, it's like they take off a shirt and they let me wear it just for the duration of the reading. It's really weird. Um, but it's like it's it's like that. They don't do that. Of course, they don't have shirts. But it's like they just let me feel how they were. If they were a cranky old cow or, or if they were a loving, loving woman or a funny bugger or cheeky or depressed, they will let me feel how they were in life. And, you know, I'm usually pretty accurate on that one. They also let me feel the way that they passed away. I actually shock myself how accurate I am on how they passed away. I have a very, very good um, clairsentience in, in regard to um, illnesses and things like that. And how I don't even know how I got it. It just, it's just been so natural to me from day one. Um, but I'm generally, I've gotten to the point where I can actually identify different cancers and where they are. Um, you know, I generally know if it's pancreatic or liver cancer or if it's ovarian cancer or prostate cancer or whichever cancer it is. Um, I do get a little confused with some illnesses, like, um, for instance, um, leukemia. I'm getting very in tune with that now. Um, it was it was a bit confusing in leukemia. I would quite often mix it up with diabetes or kidney disease. But now kidney disease, I have a, a stronger um, sense of that one as well. It's really um, what they do, for those of you who are wondering, how do I feel it? They are not still feeling that pain. I want you guys to know they're not still feeling it, but they remember the pain. The same as you will remember the pain of having a toothache. So basically, they just tell me where the pain was. Now, when I have someone that's recently passed, like within the last week or two, I get a um, severe pain in my heart and it actually hurts. It feels like someone's just punched me in the heart and I will know that that person passed only in the last week or two. Um, and they're such weak, they're, they're unusual readings. Anyway, I usually get them at shows um, and occasionally I will get them, someone might have booked a reading because I always have a four-month booking period ahead, but someone may have booked a reading um, and someone died in the interim um, before they could get their reading. So, yes, yeah, so so I do, that, that, that's how I work. So when I'm on stage and you see me on stage, I am a million miles an hour in my head. I have basically left my own body and everything now belongs to the spirits who want to communicate with me. Um, and what happens and when I'm doing a show, I am attracted to someone in the audience and I will go to that person. I think I've already discussed this. But the beauty of mediumship is, I tell you the best thing about it, 
And I do promise you guys who are listening on for other reasons, the best thing about it is when you see the light change in someone's eyes. When they come in and they're just so broken, you know, they're just so broken. You can see if there's a deadness in people's eyes when, they're, when they've got deep grief. And when you see that look in the eyes and you, you know you're up for a challenge because a big part of mediumship relies upon the person you were reading. You need this interaction of energy and if the person is in too deep a grief, then, you know, you're not going to get the best um, reaction because that's why I always want people to wait for after four months because, you know, up until four months, everyone's pretty ratty, you know, but, but particularly with a severe loss. I do find that I get a lot of um, fresh, fresh readings in, um, in shows because people will come to shows weeks after losing somebody. And that's good. They're not always going to be read, but they will see how the process works and if the process is a way that they would want to use to get through this grief. And that's why shows are wonderful. Um, on top of that, shows are wonderful because simply the energy in the room. My gosh, when you when you have a room full of spirits who are anticipating coming through a medium, it's just like a big old party, guys. It's just like a big old party. I can't replicate that on my online shows, unfortunately. I just can't get that energy feel. So, um, yeah, I, I'm loving the live shows again. So, so being a medium, we feel, we see, oh, excuse me, we hear, which I've talked about a little in depth, we see the spirit world. And, clair and that's with clairvoyance um, and what they show you. You just never know what they're going to show you. you just got to keep your mind open and not be judgmental. Now, there's one thing I do want to talk about too before I finish this session today. You may go to a medium and, and, and I want to talk to you mediums who are just training as well because sometimes people advertise for readings when they're not quite ready because they haven't quite tra trained and they don't quite understand the process of what's going on, okay? I have been guilty of that in, in my very early days. My guys, were, they did not want me to go out when I did, but I learnt my lesson the hard way. I'll talk about that one day maybe, I don't know. I may have already. Um, now, um, so one thing I want you to be aware of, if you go to a medium that is untrained, they may see, just say you have someone that um, may, may have had their, 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 their life taken or they might have taken their own life. I know that a lot of mediums confuse the depression that the, the spirit is displaying they felt on earth and they interpret it, interpret it as the, the spirit still feeling depressed. Do not listen to them if, that, if you go to a medium and just say, if you would go to a medium who says, oh, my God, your son is so depressed still, please ask them if you are listening to this podcast, say, could it be they are just showing you how they were on earth? Because, because honestly, guys, when they finish with their earth suit, everybody is – no one is depressed in the, in the spirit world, okay? There is no negativity in the spirit world, in the afterlife. I just want you to know that. So for you mediums who are training – Please be very, very careful if you think that a spirit's depressed. Be very careful. Check yourself once. Check yourself twice. Check yourself 15 times before you tell a client that the spirit is depressed. And a certain, a certain that you are not telling them something that's already happened and been in the past. Because... The spirits that you are communicate, the spirits that I communicate with, they are 100% okay. 
They might have a few wicky things they want to sort out in their next life, but they're okay. So I hope that has helped you understand this a little bit, um, a little bit more today. And as I said, no, when I'm not doing mediumship, I do not get harassed by spirits everywhere. It no longer drives me crazy. It did in the early days, but it doesn't now. Um, in the early days, it was really hard to understand. And I would like to go through a little bit of that confusion for anyone who's listening along who is a medium and is wondering about, am I crazy or am I not? So um, so this might, this podcast for, about mediumship, but and I'm also going to talk about some of my readings too, so you may enjoy that. Okay, so you guys have a lovely day. I am going to leave that with you. And um, tomorrow I'm going to do Talk About It Tuesday. We will talk soon. Bye. She talks to angles. Oops, angels. <laughs> You'll come back now. <laughs>